0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. And we pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's stand. Amen. Amen. God's so good. I'm going to just uh, direct your attention to one scripture in Exodus 17:15. Before I have you be seated, and it says, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi, amen, and you may be seated. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they went in, they crossed the Red Sea and went into the wilderness, they got the Ten Commandments, and then they kind of, you know, walked around for quite a while, I mean, a total of 40 years, actually, but there was a point in that time after they had been traveling for a while and some of them were getting weak, some of them were, you know, becoming a little feeble. There was a lot of uh, traveling in that uh, in that wilderness that there was the nation of Amalek that attacked the Israelites in the wilderness. Now, if you look back in the book of Genesis, because everybody, you know, was born to somebody, and then that person later on, their descendants became a nation, right? I mean, we see that, of course, Adam and Eve started the whole thing off, but we see that Abraham was called by God. He was the first Hebrew, the first Jew. His son was Isaac, and then Isaac had twin boys, Jacob and Esau, right? And Esau's grandson was named Amalek. And Jacob had twelve sons who became the twelve tribes of Israel. So the point is, Amalek and the, the children of Israel were related by blood, but that didn't stop Amalek from attacking the nation of the, the children of Israel in the wilderness after they had been going around for a while. Amen. And uh, the Bible said in Exodus seventeen eight. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And that was a a place in the wilderness. Now it was bad enough that Amalek dared attack God's people, even being related to them. But what was even worse was how they attacked them. They snuck up from behind and did a kind of a sneak attack on those stragglers that were feeble, the infirmed, the elderly, those that were kind of like you know the back of the pack, because you can just see uh, the nation of Israel, or you know they weren't a nation yet, but they were uh, quite a large group. They they, were, they said that anywhere from a million and a half to three million people came out of Egypt. Now they've been in the wilderness for a while. They're still having children, and it's growing. And so you know are this big, massive group of people is just following God in the wilderness. And in the way behind, Amalek comes and attacks the weakest of them. Very dirty tricks. The Bible said, God told them in Deuteronomy 25 or 17, Remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way when you were come forth out of Egypt, how he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble behind thee when thou was faint and weary and weary. He feared not God. This is Amalek. That that nation didn't fear God. So God told Moses, tell Joshua, get every able-bodied man and you're going to go fight Amalek. So they fought a war in the wilderness. And Joshua was the captain, the general. He led the army that they put together to fight against Amalek. And while that whole thing was going on, Moses and Aaron, his brother, and a guy named Hur, H-U-R... Went up to the mountainside to oversee this battle in the wilderness in the valley. And the Bible said Moses took the rod of God, and everybody knows that rod, remember? That's the rod that that, uh, turned into a snake. That's the rod that turned the Nile River into blood. That's the rod that hit the, the Red Sea and parted it in half so they could cross. Amen. He took the rod of God, and him and Aaron and her went to the top of that mountain and oversaw the battle. And as long as Moses had his arms up with that rod, Joshua and his army prevailed and were whooping up and beating Amalek. But then after a while, this, this war, this, this battle went on throughout the day, amen. And Moses was getting tired, and so his arms started going down. And when his arms went down, then Amalek got the better of Joshua and the children of Israel. And so I love what Aaron and Hur did. Aaron and her saw because Moses by then, you know, because Moses, when when he was at the burning bush, remember he was 80 years old when God called him at the burning bush. He wasn't some young guy. And so by this time he's in his 80s and uh even higher, could be in his 90s. So he was an older man. And so Aaron and her got him over, sat him down on a rock so he could sit down. And Aaron got on one arm, and her got on another arm, and said, "Let's help the man of God out." And they lifted up his hands with that rod, and then Joshua just mowed them down and took over, took took out that uh, Amalek army, and they they beat them. Amen. And as long as Moses' hands were raised, amen. That was that was awesome. See. It's a powerful illustration of unity and a powerful illustration of lifting up the hands of the ministry. Amen. Praise God. Because you know what? The ministry can't do anything by themselves. They need the help of the people. Praise God. And when you pray for the ministry, that's lifting up their hands. When you, when you support and you're behind with, with, uh, what God is trying to do in the church, amen, you're supporting the hands of the ministry. The Bible said in Exodus 17:11, and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed, and when he let down his hand Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hand became heavy, so they took a stone and put it under him, and sat on, and he sat on it, and Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun, and the Bible said Joshua and the army of Israel defeated Amalek. Amen. And that that's where, when that battle was done, that's where our text verse came in. Amen. Exodus 17, 15. Right after that victory, Moses built an altar, and he called it something. Amen. Now, in the King James, he built an altar, and he named it Jehovah Nisi. But let me read that to you in the New King James. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. That's what Jehovah Nissi means. Amen. Now a banner is like a standard, a flag, an ensign, an ensign. Amen. It's you know kind of like the, the, the United States flag that we uh, so commonly see Amen. And we, we see in all kinds of things. Amen. It flies on, uh, b- government buildings. It flies on courthouses. It flies on, in the capitals. Uh, it flies in the, in the nation's capital. Amen. It goes out. It flies on the battleships. And it flies. Amen. Wherever there are armies and navies and air force, marines and, and, uh, Coast Guard goes, it's flying, amen, it's, uh, it's the banner that represents the Republic of the United States, we call it Old Glory, we call it the Stars and Stripes, amen, praise God, and our country's national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, amen, is, you know, that's sung at every, uh, you know, every professional sporting event, And many uh, other events. Uh, Amen. And we know how it goes. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight o'er the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. Many of them were fighting that battle way back a couple hundreds of years ago and they were looking for old glory to give them inspiration to keep on fighting because not too long before they had fought for their independence and now this was the first major war against the same uh, British empire that was trying to test this new country that just formed their independence. Now they had a flag and they were looking at that flag during that battle and saying, we got to keep what we fought for. Amen. And then it says, and the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave. Hey, you know, In other words, hey, can you tell me, is the flag still there? Are we still in charge? Do we still have a country? Amen. <coughs> or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Amen. This gives me chills. Just, just, uh, saying it, you know. I mean, I can't sing it because there's some high notes in there, okay? So, amen. And then, of course, we pledge allegiance. How many times have you pledged allegiance, you know, when we were in school, and we were kids? We pledge allegiance to the flag or the banner of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. So this banner, this flag that we have for the USA It stands and represents, amen. I know it's a symbol, and I know it's a piece of cloth with a lot of stitching on it with stars and stripes, but it has so much significance, and it is represented. It stands for the republic, amen. It represents this whole republic and this whole American ideal. You know that we're still one of the youngest countries in the world, amen, and yet yet God has blessed, amen, and things, amen, amen. Over the years, it's been uh, just a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing that that the founders put together. So our flag is a powerful symbol of freedom, and it embodies a sense of patriotism for the great republic for which it stands. I feel like it's July Fourth or something. <laughs> Amen. But you know, I, I couldn't not speak about this when we're talking about Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. Amen. Now. Those that carry the flag, amen. They're called a standard bearer or a flag bearer, amen. And they're a person who bears the the emblem or the standard of military regulation colors, or the, you know this flag or standard is used as a formal or visual stem, symbol of of state prince kingdoms, military units, etc. Amen. A lot of times the flag bearer goes out to, right with the, you know, with the infantrymen right on the front lines. Amen. To show who is what country is representing this, this army. Praise God. And at times of war the flag or banner of each army goes into battle with them and they rally around it and fight for what that flag represents just like they did when the Star Spangled Banner was talking about. And the army that wins the battle gets the right and privilege to fly their flag at the place where the victory was won, whether it was a battleship, whether it was an island, whether it was, you know, uh, some, some country or some city that they won, amen, they fly the victory, the, the victory flag of that country that won, amen, letting everyone know who prevailed in that battle. The Lord is my banner. Amen. Praise God. Now, one of the most famous photos of our flag, and I don't have it up tonight, but you've probably seen it, and uh, it, it was taken on February 23rd, 1945, during the Battle of Iwo Jima. And Iwo Jima is a small island, several hundred miles south of Tokyo. Amen, just way wait down if you look at a map, you know, and you got you know, the map of Japan like this, and Tokyo's kind of like in the middle and this island's white down here just by itself, almost like Hawaii's way out there by itself. And and uh, it was a key place that the US felt was important to take over, Amen, where they could be closer to launch attacks on the mainland of Japan. Amen. And so, when they defeated the Japanese on that island, Amen. They went to the top of the highest peak on that island, which was Mount Suribachi. Amen. And they planted a flag. And you've probably seen it. Six Marines going like this and planting that flag. And the flag's kind of at a 45 degree angle. And it's a classic black and white photo that was taken by Washington, Associated Press uh, journalist Joe Rosenthal. And it soon became one of the most famous images of the U.S. flag. And it's still one of the famous images all these, uh, you know, decades later. Amen. But it's interesting that Moses named, amen, that altar, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. Why? As a result of God's divine providence in giving Israel the victory in the battle against Amalek. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is your banner. That means he's going to help us fight our battles also. Amen. And I believe we don't have the rod of Moses with us, but we have the power of God and we have the flag of the Lord, our banner, and that we need to take that flag, amen, into every war, spiritual war that we fight, amen, in our lives because he's our banner and he's going to help us fight our battles. Isaiah 59, 19, So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard, a banner against Him, who's Him, the enemy. So when the enemy comes in, Those that fear God, amen, from the West, and those that acknowledge His glory from the rising of the sun, when that enemy comes in, and sometimes the enemy comes in against us like a flood, right? Man, we just get overwhelmed with things sometimes, amen. We can look, praise God, because the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a banner, a standard, a flag against Him, amen, and help us overwhelm that flood of the enemy. Praise God. Amen. So the enemy has come in like a flood in the last couple of years in an unprecedented way in our world. We've seen evil and wickedness rear its ugly head all around us like never before, but one thing for sure. I thank God that no matter what happens in this world, which enemy tries to come against us as God's children, he will lift up a standard. He will lift up a banner against every one of those enemies. Amen. As long as we fear God, as long as we give him the glory, amen, we can call that banner ours and he'll fight and help us. It won't just be an ordinary piece of cloth. We're talking about God is our banner. It's a spirit. It's a power, amen, that will defeat every foe, amen, Psalm 60, verse 4, you have given a banner to those who fear you, that it may be be displayed because of the truth, that your love, your beloved may be delivered, Save with your right hand and hear me, Lord, amen, he's given a banner to everybody that fears him, and we're displaying it because of the truth. And then uh, there's a very familiar scripture that we're, we, we understand in Psalms 34, 7. The angel of the Lord encamps all around about those who fear him and delivers them. Amen. When we fear God, his angel, his angel is part of the banner. His angels are part of the banner. His blood's part of the banner. His name's part of the banner. His word's part of the banner. It's all part of, and he, his spirit, that's omnipresent, he's always with us. He never leaves us or forsake us. It's part of the banner. Amen. And we need to allow God to fight our battles. Too many times you say, God, I got this one. Amen. And then we get we fall flat on our face. We don't have any battle. We don't know what we're facing sometimes. God knows what our enemies are uh, capable of. Amen. And we need to way. Wait on him and his will and his timing in all of our battles. Sometimes he tells us to stand still. Sometimes he tells us to go back over there. Wait a second. Sometimes he tells us to, to move forward. But all wherever we're at, we got that banner flying. Amen. The Lord is my banner. Praise God. Now we still have to fight, but we don't fight like we used to fight. Amen. We don't grab the old, you know, the big old, you know, chain or, you know, I mean, I've never had brass knuckles, but I guess that's like old times or whatever. But, you know, you know, we don't grab the brass knuckles or the baseball bat or, you know, just, you know, just good old fisticuffs or whatever. Amen. Give somebody a knuckle sandwich because we don't like them or whatever. And that's how we fight our battles. No. Amen. As a Christian, we, we still fight. But the Bible said in First Timothy six twelve, fight the good fight of faith. We're fighting a fight of faith. Amen. Not faith in ourselves or in our own abilities to fight. Amen. Our old uh, human way. Amen. But rather faith in an almighty God who's our banner that will fight for us and with us. Because believe me, he'll always do a much better job fighting our enemies than we could ever do. Praise God. Because sometimes have you ever had enemies gang up on you? you know, one-on-one. So, you know, that's one thing, you know, because, you know, I'm seeing this person and you know and you know okay but then now he's got a buddy over there and now someone's sneaking up we got three or four and then you're like circling around it's like oh I'm losing and then and they're going to come in on me amen more because uh, that's what the enemy does uh, they they get together and gang up and even in the Bible it wasn't just one-on-one there would be three or four uh, you know uh, enemy nations that would that really didn't even like each other but they would get together because they had a common enemy of Israel and then three nations would come together and to fight against Israel. Amen. But you know what? They held their God as their banner. And they, those three nations, three against one, not fair odds, but when you have God and one, amen. I don't care if you got a thousand enemies coming against you. God and I make a majority. Praise God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Exodus 14, 14, the Lord shall fight for you. Deuteronomy 3.22, you shall not fear them for the Lord your God, He shall fight for you because He's our banner. 1 Samuel 17.47, and all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's. We don't need the sword and the spear, praise God. Those are the weapons of of, of carnal warfare. Amen, but we, we are fighting... The fight of faith. We're fighting the good fight of faith in prayer. We're fighting the good fight of faith in fasting. We're fighting the good fight of faith when we plead the blood of Jesus on situations. We're fighting the good fight of faith when we call the name of Jesus out. Amen. And we're fighting the good fight of faith when we're standing on God's word and claiming his promises. When we fight the good fight of faith, when we do good. Amen. Even in the face of evil. And we don't return evil for evil. I know that's tempting. And that's why Jesus went through that whole turn the other cheek thing. Because, you know, in the before Christ days, someone pops me on the cheek, I pop them back maybe a couple times or something. <laughs> amen. Because they, they, they gave me evil, and I gave them evil back. But see, Jesus said, no, no, you don't do that. If you're following me, amen, you're turning the other cheek. You're even. I'm asking you even to pray for your enemies and do good to them that despise you, and you know people say, "Oh my goodness, this is a tall order." You can do it when you got the flag. You can do it when you got the banner out with you. Praise God, Amen. And doing good even in the face of evil that makes people that are doing evil they they don't know how to handle that. They're used to people, you know, returning fire, Amen. But if you do something nice or you don't doing anything at all amen, to respond, or you do something nice in response to their evil, they won't know what to think when you do something nice, amen, as opposed to something, amen, evil back at them. Praise God. So doing good and not returning evil for evil, that's the fight of faith. Romans 12:19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God to handle it. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. 2 Corinthians 10.4 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Praise God. They're not carnal. They're not human. They're not man-made. They're mighty through God. That's why we fight the fight of faith. Let God... Help us fight our battles more than anything else, we fight the good fight of faith with the love of God, because really the love of God is a powerful thing. Amen, we cannot ever underestimate it because God is love, that's his essence, that's one well, of the greatest attributes of God is love, and His love is the greatest weapon of all. God's love will conquer all because it's the most powerful force on this earth. And that's why we've had a motto here. We've had a, I guess it's a motto, right? Uh, And it's um, piercing the darkness with the love of God. Amen. That was on our website for years in the past. Amen. But His love motivates me. His love sustains me. His love empowers me. And His love keeps me going when nothing else will. Amen. And I close with this verse. In the Song of Solomon, or Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 4, his banner over me is love. Amen. His ban- oh, Song of Songs 2, verse 4, his banner over me is love. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner, and it's a banner of love, but it's a powerful love from a father that will take care of his children and fight their battles.